I want to start by reading from Psalm 127. I'm reading verse 1, verse 2. I'm reading from the NLT. Unless the Lord builds a house, the work of the builders is useless. Ooh. Unless the Lord protects a city, guarding it with sentries will do no good. It is useless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night, anxiously working for food to eat. For God gives rest to his loved ones. Hallelujah. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll start this evening by saying that we, we all like to express ourselves differently, especially when it comes to um, the issues of life. We all have different ways we express ourselves um, when we are faced with certain life situations. Psychologists would have us to believe that we all have different pain thresholds. So there are people who can withstand pain more than other people. And so where, when we, from the Bible, are teaching about long-suffering, and endurance as fruits of the spirit, psychologists would have us to believe that there are people who are wired like that. They can endure a lot of pain. They can go through a lot of things without saying anything. They can go through a lot of um, things that would just break anybody down and they would just go through it. The way we express ourselves, our expressions are very important um, because our expressions are generally linked to our beliefs. If you find somebody, and the psychologist actually uh, will tell you, if you find somebody who has a very high pain threshold, it is also because of their belief systems. And they explain that sometimes there's a strong connection to a person's belief systems. Praise the Lord. And so what a person believes allows the person to have a strong pain threshold or a weak one. And when we say somebody has a strong pain threshold, it means that the person can go through a lot of pain and you won't even see that they are going through pain. We are brought up, and this is actually we, especially we Africans, that's one of the ways we are brought up. I mean, if you are, especially you are a boy, and trying to cry, they shut you up, and then you continue like that. And so we, we are brought up like that. We are brought up to know that we're not supposed to complain too much. We're supposed to work hard, and we're supposed to believe for the best in everything that we do. Trying to teach us all these things. They have um, some scriptures that they use to buttress these points. And so uh, one of them is that scripture in Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians 4, 11 and 12, um, and that ye study to be quiet and do your own business. Your own business means that if you are with somebody, break away. No be so. And to work with your own hands as we commanded you, that ye may walk honestly toward them that are without, and that ye may have lack of nothing. And so, this I will give you another scripture, but this particular scripture alone seems to infer that if we are going to have a lack of nothing, if we're going to be provided for, if we're going to be adequately supplied, then our own hands must be employed in working for us, true or false. And there's another one in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 28. Uh, the apostle, again, writing to the church in Ephesus, he says, Let him that stole steal no more but rather let him labor, working with his hands, the thing which is good that he may have to give to him that needeth. And so in all these two scriptures, he seems to be drawing our attention to the fact that what we have is connected to what we do. Now, I believe that it's very true because in life, what you have is usually coming from what you have been doing with your life. But I, I, because I'm... Um, 
I'm teaching on faith. I, I want to also go a little deeper. You see, that is not the whole truth. It's a, it's a true statement, but that is not the truth. Many times, what we have is as a result of what we have been doing, but that is not the truth entirely because there are times when you have things not because of what you did, but because of the favor God gave you. Now, when we are talking about what you have as a result of what you did, we are talking about, as, we are talking about a result of your reward for your labor. Now, that does not take into account what God provides. And so, we thank God for the reward of our labor, but as Christians, we must also learn to focus on the provision of God aside the reward of our labor. We are brought up to think that life is all about what we get from what we do. But that is not the entire story. Many times, God provides even beyond the results of our labor. Now, this is very, very interesting because, you see, this notion, this idea that what I do determines what I get has sparked certain reactions within us. I want you to focus on these reactions. There are four of them I want to share with you. The first reaction that the notion that what I do determines what I get has sparked within us is the notion that makes us believe in effort but not grace. Especially when you meet African Christians, we are born again, we believe we are saved by grace, but we don't believe in grace. Actually, if you meet African Christians, we believe in works more than we believe in grace. Praise the Lord. You know, there are people, there are people who believe in the Lord Jesus like we believe in the Lord Jesus. They don't even pray as long as we pray. They do. Some of them, if we tell them like the number of days we go on our fast, some gentlemen came to my office today, they say, oh, we are on a 40-day fast. And, and I mean, there are some people in another part of the world, if they hear that somebody can fast for 40 days, they will think they are magicians. And yet, what this same grace of God has provided for them, we that are fasting for 40 days, we have not received. And this is because we have grown to believe more in effort than in grace. Praise the Lord. And so I want you to know, effort is important, but grace is even more important. The second reaction it has sparked in us, it has this notion has disproved the existence and the help of God. And so many times you look at us, you look at how we live our lives, especially this modern charismatic era, how we serve God, we, we, we are made to serve God like robots. We are made to serve God like machines. I remember when I got born again, we started going to church. If we went to a prayer meeting, the least we would pray was five hours. I mean, in a service, if my pastor was ministering and he started laying hands on people, your qualification to catch people that were falling down in a service was, as you were running to help catch people as an usher, you'll be asked, have you prayed two hours today? Then you go and sit down because if you have not prayed two hours, demons will follow you that day to the house. And so, we grew up with this mentality and even though we had faith in God, we we're also being thought by these actions not to believe in the help and in the presence of God. Praise the Lord. I want you to know that God is with us, God helps us, and God is present with us. Praise the Lord. Number three, this notion suggests that the motive of spirituality is only to build morality but it has no power. And so when you meet people who have been brought up to believe in effort 
And the gains that come from effort, they believe in spirituality, but they don't believe in the power that comes from spirituality. What they believe is that spirituality is only to produce morality in you. That is, if you are spiritual, it is to help you live a right life. And they believe that the right life is the key to every blessing that you receive. Now, I'm not condoning sin by this teaching on grace and favor. What I'm trying to say is that we are so high on works that we are taught that, listen, if you don't pay your tithe, if you, and I believe in tithe, and I'm sure sometime this month I'll be talking about tithe. Praise the Lord. It's very important that you pay your tithe. There's a covenant, a whole covenant with God. But you see, what God will do for you, sometimes he can decide that because he's sovereign, even though you are not honoring the word, he will still do for you. The Bible tells us in Psalm 130 that if God were to mark our transgressions, nobody would stand. That is, not a, that is not a ticket to live in sin. What it means is that if God should decide, he can overlook your sin. But you see, the law is that sin is punishable by death. Praise the Lord. God blesses our faith, not our actions. And it is our faith that drives our actions. When you become a person of faith, it is impossible for you to go back and live in sin because now that you are focusing on God by faith, your, your faith begins to drive your actions. It's not the other way around. No. It is in believing him that the change begins in your life. Number four. The next, this notion has also sparked another reaction in us and that is that it puts our lives and our destinies directly in our own hands and omits God from the picture. So it says what I do determines what I get. And so we are not really focusing on what God can provide. Most of the time we are focusing on what we do. And so if the church is, in, if the church is going on a fast and you are on medication, and that's why we've, we've had many stories like that in the church. People who were on medication, who should have been um, eating when the church was going on a fast, they say, man, fast and immune team. And, and those things, are, fasting is very important. I mean, fasting, going on long fast like we do, praying long hours like we do, those things are very important. But those are not the things that commend you to God. Those are not the things that make God to favor you. You need to understand the difference so you know it. And so favor is a must. It's a must. And it's an important subject. It's a must. And it's an important subject in the life of every believer. Because when we look through the scripture, we find out that our harvest cannot be as, our result, as a result of our work alone. The harvest that we are looking for, the harvest that we need to mitigate the challenges and the problems around us, the difficulty in our system, it can't come from our effort alone. It must come from God's favor. Praise the Lord. I mean, if we are going to get a harvest of only what we planted, we can't overcome our challenges and our problems. And so we will need more than what we planted. We will need more than what we have worked for. We will need more than what our fathers have provided for us. We will need the favor of God. We will need the favor of God. And favor is an important factor in our lives as Christians because it determines many things. It determines many things. Number one, the favor of God, the favor of God shows us that God is real. Write it down so you don't forget. The favor of God shows us that God is real. And, and what I mean when I say God is real is that when God starts favoring you, you come to
to a place in your life, you stand at that place in your life where you begin to see things that are coming to you, not as a result of your effort, not as a result of the kindness of people, but you see that God is the one that has been providing for me. This is when even ravens, ravens, wicked creatures like ravens, begin to provide bread for a hungry prophet. When ravens start providing bread for a prophet, you realize that no, 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 there is a God in heaven. There is a God in heaven. When you see men walking on dry ground in the middle of the sea, you start realizing that no, there is a God in heaven. There is a God in heaven. When God starts favoring us, people start realizing that indeed, God is real. And that is why this year, I want you to put the effort aside. I want you to put the labor aside. It's important. We won't stop doing the work that we have to do. But this year, what we are going to strive to do is that we are going to strive into the, to enter into the place of God's favor. The Lord, this year, by all that I do, bring me to the point of favor that if I touch one thing, let the results not be the result of the one thing I touch so that even unbelievers upon looking at me, they will attest to the fact that when we were cutting corners, this man was not cutting corners. When we were stealing, this man was not stealing. When we were schmoozing with everybody so that they would favor us and do things for us, this man, this woman was not doing. We saw her praying. We saw her believing in God. We saw her coming to work early. We saw him. We saw her diligent. If this is where she is today, it only must be God. I pray that this year, that will become the testimony that will come from your life. That as people look at the favor that you receive, as people look at the favor that you celebrate, as people look at the favor that you enjoy, they will begin to see the reality of your God. Do you know that if you get the result of your labor alone, there's nothing special about that. You are like everybody else. You work for Ghana Education Service. You are not the only one. You work for Ministry of Health. You are not the only one. You work for Judicial Services. You are not the only one. At the end of the month, there's a salary structure. Everybody knows what everybody will get. You have a provision shop at the end of the month. There's nothing special. But if you have a provision shop like everybody, if you work at the place where everybody works, but at the end of the month some miracles start coming into that place where you live some things start happening beyond your salary I mean you don't have any sugar daddy but God there's no sugar mommy anywhere but God that's when people start paying attention there's something special about that young lady there's something special about that young man because it's like we are all in the same place we've all been speaking to the same people but when I look at the hair result it makes me know that there is God in heaven let that be your story 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 somebody scream fever Join us this and every week at the Action Chapel International Chosen Family Branch for our powerful services just for you Join us on Sundays from 7 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. for our worship and growth service. Wednesdays from 5.45 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. as we are taught and study the word of God together as our word and prayer impartation service. Come and exercise your dominion Monday on Fridays from 5.45 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. at our dominion hour prayer service. Locate Action Chapel International Chosen Family at Cape Coast, Aikwaiku, near the A-Land. Call us on 0204. 818-795 for more information or email acichosenfamily at hotmail.com Welcome back to today's broadcast.
so whenever we encounter, whenever we experience favor, it lets men know the reality of our God. Can you imagine in the book of First Kings chapter 18, there was a contest between the prophet Elijah and the prophets of Baal. 450 prophets against one prophet of God. 450 prophets of Baal against one prophet of God. And the Bible said they started in the morning and the prophets of Baal were praying and calling down fire. They began to cut themselves with swords and knives until they were bleeding and the fire would not come. And when Elijah was ready to pray, check your Bible. In 1 Kings chapter 18, um, from maybe from 20 thereabout, before Elijah began to pray, he said that when they arranged the altar and they put wood on the altar, he asked them to put water on the wood. And you would think if you were in that meeting that, finally, were you wire? Because people who are 450, they are more than you. And 450 is a crowd. And they have been calling down this same fire you are going to call down and it did not work. Now, mind you, power worship was established and entrenched in the society because people had received results. If people had not received results, there wouldn't be 450 prophets of one bar. Four hundred and fifty against one, and he said, "Pour water." They poured one gallon. He said, "It's not enough." Pour another one. He said, "It's not enough." Pour a third one. They poured it, and now he came to pray in verse twenty-four, and he said, "The God that answered by fire, let him be God, because that day God chose to answer Elijah or favor Elijah by." Answering his prayer, that favor God gave to Elijah that day made everybody know that God is real. The day God favors you, even the unbelievers will know the reality of your God. If we walk in this life, if we live like everybody, if our life is like everybody, if our story is like everybody, if we can't do the things God wants us to do, we people see that there is no God. If I'm holding a microphone today and I'm preaching, there's only one reason. It is because God, the, the God who favors me who allows me to stand here he's a real God praise the Lord so anytime you are favored by God people see the reality of your God and that's why favor is important you can't play chaskele with favor you need favor praise the Lord and people are walking through town talking as if there is no God acting as if there is no God behaving as if there is no God but when God shows you favor so we knew this boy we knew this girl. We knew this woman. If she is doing this, if she is at this place, that shall become your new name in your neighborhood. Can I teach tonight? Number two, our efforts are important, but favor is more important. When God favors you, you realize that our efforts are important, but God's favor is more important. In Romans chapter 9 verse 16, one, one of my favorite scriptures, the Bible says, it's not of him that will it, nor of him that run it, but it is God that showed mercy. It's God that showed mercy. Actually, the three words, grace, mercy, and favor, they are used interchangeably in the Bible. Grace, mercy, favor, they are used interchangeably to mean the same thing. Praise the Lord. 
And he says, it is not of him that will it, nor of him that run it, but it is God that showed mercy. Because if you know the background of this story, you know that the thing wasn't about mercy. It was actually about favor. The story was about Jacob and his brother Esau and their father Isaac willing to give the blessing to Esau. And Esau running for the blessing. Jacob was, I mean, he didn't even know that that was what was going on. He was just sitting there looking at the sheep. He was just looking at the sheep and they were bleating, man, man, man. And he didn't know that they were going to take his destiny away. But God, who is a God of favor, he knew that this boy is not putting in any effort today. But I have to favor him. And so even the meat that his father ate, he didn't cook it. It was his mother that cooked the meat. But when God has favored a man without doing anything at all, the favor of God will speak for the man and his effort can never compare to the favor of God. His, his father was willing to bless his brother and his brother was running for the blessing but God decided I'm going to favor this boy and so he made his mother hear the conversation when his mother heard the conversation he said come here son he said mommy what is it he said your father is trying to give your brother the blessing and he's also running for the blessing go and bring one of the sheep and let me cook for your, your father you see if that boy Esau could cook it was their mother who had taught Esau to cook and so the mother knew that when I cook that gravy and your father tastes that gravy he'll forget about anything in the world and when the man tasted the gravy he forgot that the hairy boy I mean the, the skin the boy with skin without hair he forgot that he was skin without hair when he touched him he, I mean goat hair is different from human hair but when he touched the goat hair on the boy the gravy was working on his mind and he started pronouncing blessings on him when God favors a man others will work very hard but the way the little thing that you do your results will be greater and your results will be better I want to stand here in the month of favor and I believe that there are some people in this auditorium I believe that there are some people that are listening to me here today who are going to walk into a certain level of the favor of God it's going to beat all the efforts you have ever put in before ah, am I prophesying to the right people doesn't matter how, how well you play it doesn't matter how skillful your players are it doesn't matter how good they are master when God favors you can just get some chance eh? and that chance as you push the ball you push the ball is sending you to the finals there's somebody listening this is going to be the year everybody has forgotten about you everybody thinks your story is over but God will make a way he will move mountains on your behalf God will cause you to walk through dry ground am I preaching and prophesying to the right people I declare this will be that year when they have all forgotten about you and they think that nothing good will come out of your life before they know it the ball will be at the back of the net and when God favors you it's always like that locate Action Chapel International Chosen Family at Cape Coast Aikwaiku near the A-Land call us on 0204-818-795 for more information or email acichosenfamily at hotmail.com Welcome back to today's broadcast. It's always like that. The person that isn't performing, the person that isn't doing, you know, in fancy we call it anthems. It doesn't matter. So, your anthems, I should go. Praise the Lord. That's all that matters. 
No be so. That's all that matters. Oh, your yantums. Anupamashe. Oh, your yantums. Anupamawa. Oh, yantums. Anupamawa. Oh, yantums. Anupamenya visa. Oh, yantums. Anupamenya scholarship. Oh, yantums. Anupamenya mea samyerba. Oh, yantums. Anupamenya mea ye. Yay. Yay. Who am I prophesying to? Favor. Favor. Number three, we, when we encounter favor, we realize that spirituality is not sterile. Spirituality has power. Spirituality is not lifeless. Spirituality has power. Listen, for those people who think that serving God, worshiping God, following God, living for God, there's no power in it. All that God wants is that we, we align with his will and live a moral life. And out of the moral life we live, maybe God will consider us. They have something else coming. Because our God is real. And there's power in our spirituality. In the book of 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 5, the Bible talks about some people who have of godliness but they deny the power thereof we have a form of godliness and we don't deny the power we believe that our god is a miracle working god we believe that our god is a healer our god is a deliverer our god is a raiser of the dead our god is a doer of impossible things I'm speaking to the right people and I want you to know saints of God I want you to know I told you I told you the first Sunday I preached I told you that the Bible says no weapon formed against us will prosper if the weapon prospers it's not a weapon if it prospers it's a tool it's not a weapon for you as long as it prospers it can be a weapon it must be a tool because that is the promise that God has made us that no weapon formed against you will prosper I want you to know tonight that there is power in your spirituality at the mention of the name of Jesus the Bible says every knee bows in heaven and on earth the Bible says that you know there is a God you do well for even the demons know and they tremble I want you to know anytime you are walking through town there are people who are shaking in their shoes but you don't know anytime they see you walking anytime they see you driving some of them are confused but you don't know some people thought that what happened to you should have been the end of your story but anytime they see you walking anytime they see you in church lifting up your hands and praising God anytime they see you dancing they get confused and they say but isn't that that brother isn't that that sister because that is not the end of your story do you know how come we can do the thing that we do Paul the apostle prayed in Ephesians 3 starting from verse number 15 to 18 uh, and he prayed uh, up to verse number 21 sorry and he prayed for the church and one of the prayers that Paul prayed he said that you'll be strengthened with strength in the inner man you see what the spirit of God does what our spirituality does is that our spirituality strengthens us the Bible said in Corinthians 1 Corinthians 14 the Bible said that he that speaketh in an unknown tongue he edified himself uh, we used to think that when we see a fine girl speaking in tongues she was acting crazy if we saw a fine brother speaking in tongues he was acting crazy but now we know better now we have learned better when you see me speaking in tongues the Bible says I'm edifying myself and that word for edify is the Greek word oikodomeo and it means to build like a wall so anytime I'm speaking in tongues I'm building a fortress in my spirit there's a wall that is going up you see I'm building 
building my pain threshold so when things come against me that are supposed to shut me down that are supposed to nullify me a wall has already been built you come to church and you see somebody dancing and you think that girl must be crazy she's building a wall in her spirit you see somebody worshiping lifting up her hands unto God and you think what's wrong with that person that person is building a wall in their spirit and so one day something happens that is likely to floor everybody and you see this tiny little girl you see this tiny little boy he's standing by the grace of God and he said by my God I've run through a truth and by my God I've leapt over a wall I see favor 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 instead of becoming weak in the spirit the favor of God is making you stronger the favor of God is making you stronger in the mighty name of Jesus there's some power in our spirituality our God is a healer our God is a deliverer our God is a transformer our God is a rescuer our God turns things around I am under shatala katabasa I want to know some of the things that we go through as the people of God if it were to happen to the people of the world I mean I was at home mourning and grieving and every evening I'll go for a walk and as I'm going for the walk I'll pass by a drinking spot and I'll see young men younger than myself drinking themselves to a stupor and when they finish drinking they'll be walking like that I look at them and I say I should be the one drinking I should be the one in there but I don't have any need for that because the greater one lives inside of me am I speaking to the right people and spirituality carries strength spirituality carries power your faith in God builds your spirit your faith in God makes you strong your faith in God gives you power over the elements and the things of this life faith in God your faith in God gives you favor favor in the place where people break down their crimes you go to a board meeting, they insult you. Everybody's crying. Say, you may, oh, yeah, you may, the missus won't. I mean, Osham, I mean, Oshan Yimpa. Simbaz, anyone. Say, but to my Jewishman, I mean, Oshan Yimpa. Kelly, anyone. You need this over, you know. Somebody say favor. The next time you are going to look for a contract, let your spirituality strengthen. Now, Obi, what can you do? What can you do? Eh? Or they kept a contract. And you feel more zero man. What's he do a chain? He's a chain. He's a chain. It was hello. Christian, you have all night. Edward, say go There's something wrong with you. The next time you walk in there, you walk in there with boldness. Hey, how you doing? Good, 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 good. Next, as in Shenimu. Next, as in Shenimu. It's a summer dream. Open up your contract. It's a more. Join us this and every week at the Action Chapel International Chosen Family Branch for our powerful services just for you. Join us on Sundays from 7 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. for our worship and growth service. Wednesdays from 5.45 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. as we are taught and study the Word of God together as our Word and Prayer and Petition service. Come and exercise your Dominion Monday on Fridays from 5.45 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. at our Dominion Hour Prayer service. Welcome back to today's broadcast. Let your spirituality strengthen you because your spirituality gives you favor. There are times when people are going to the embassy. They pray. They go. They look at their papers. 
Nothing is in order. Then they tell them, your documents are not in order. At the end of the day, they say, okay, you, you come tomorrow for your visa. What occasion that? Favor. They have prayed. Praise the Lord. Let your spirituality embolden you because your spirituality gives you favor. All these things I've said about favor are important because, you see, life puts us in positions where we are required to express ourselves. Life puts us in positions where we are required to express ourselves. And um, um, in life, you see, the more expressive you are, the more responsible you are assumed to be. Praise the Lord. The more expressive you are, the more responsible you are assumed to be. If this brother is going through challenges, what we all expect is that we will see the signs of the challenge on him. We will see it taking a toll on him. If he starts going through issues, if he starts going through challenges in life, what do we expect from him? He must start losing some weight. We must see worry written all over his face. As you see him now, you see that everything is okay for him. But if something was gone awry, you will see that he doesn't look in the part. And so now that is what our world believes in. And that is what life does to you. See, in life, the harder you are working, the more expressive you must be. You must say things like, Chale Nimper, bro. Chale Onyezio. Chale Ondefumo. Chale no that's what life expects of us that's what men expect of us but this year we are going to give them something different because they are going to see people that are favored by God instead of hearing our complaints and our frustrations we are going to choose another kind of expression can I finish my message tonight we are going to choose another kind of expression now you see in life the expression that shows that we are responsible is the expression that shows that we are deep in what we are doing. When we show we are struggling, when we show things are not easy, when you stop smiling everybody knows that some things are not going well and they will understand you for it. You see the strength I'm living with, the grace I'm working with is not my own. It's a favor that I've attracted from God. And so some people may not like it that I'm back in the pulpit and preaching that is not my cup of tea. What I want you to know is that standing here today is not by power, it's not by might. There's some favor at work, there's some favor at work. They expect to see us complaining, they expect to see us murmuring, they expect to see us bickering. It's not about us, it's the favor of God. What am I saying? It's the favor of God. And so now, if I'm going through the things I'm going through, and I'm emotionless and I'm not expressing my emotions it looks irresponsible because a responsible man must say things like my family was confusing by it you know on for work we and papa why and when you start talking like that everybody understands you but we will give them something different we will tell them by the grace of God school fees here temple you who rent here temple and say by the grace of God we are doing the project and it's going very 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 well and they will go back and sit back and they will say what is wrong with that guy has he gone
gone somewhere. Yeah, I've gone somewhere. Has he gone for something? I've gone for something. I've gone to be with God. I've received favor from God. And so the psalmist begins to talk to us in Psalm 127 in the NLT. And he says, unless God builds the house, the work of the builders is useless. The reason why when I'm building, I don't make noise like my son when he's eating is that it is not me that is building. The building has already been built by God. What I'm doing is just something like, like I'm just doing a formality. God already put up the building and that's why when I'm building, you don't see the signs of struggle. And my cement block, that's, mm, as in we are dry. No, we are not going to do that. You carry it like a handbag. You carry it like a wallet and everybody's wondering how come? Because unless God builds the house, the work of the builders is useless. God has already built the house. What we are doing is just a formality. We are going to walk into what God has already built. And that's why our expressions are going to be expressions of joy, expressions of peace. We will demonstrate the peace of God. We will let them know instead of responsibility, we choose peace. Am I speaking to the right people? Uh, they have given us two options, responsibility and peace. What are we going to choose? We will choose the peace of God. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6. Be careful for nothing but in all things by prayer and supplications. Let your requests be made known unto God. Verse 7. And the peace of God that passed understanding will keep your heart and your mind in the knowledge of him. And so what we are going to do, we are going to be at peace. No more complaining. No more arguing. No more bickering. No more frustration. We won't show that to the world. Rather, they will see us smiling. They will see us rejoicing. They will see us praising our God. It looks irresponsible, but we rather want that one. The posture of peace. And so in verse number two, he says, it is useless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night, anxiously working for food to eat, for God gives rest to it, the ones he loves. What it means is that for the people that God loves, they don't have to work as hard. They work, but they don't have to work as hard. Every little thing they do, God adds favor. God adds favor. God adds favor. Let me end here tonight by prophesying some favor. By prophesying some favor. God will add favor. God will add favor. God will add favor. God will add favor. There are men and women in this auditorium that are going to come into a season of favor. A season of favor. A season of favor. I said God will add favor. I said God will add favor. In the mighty name of Jesus sitting in the same classroom but God will add favor sitting in the same workplace but God will add favor sitting in the same office but God will add favor God will add favor who am I talking to I said as for your story God will add favor and every time they look at you instead of seeing the wrinkles on your face instead of seeing the stress on your face instead of seeing the frustration on your face yeah we all pray but when we finish praying we will believe in the favor of God we all fast but when we finish fasting we will believe in the favor of God we all pay our tithes but when we finish paying our tithes we will believe in the favor of God there are some men and women in this auditorium who are coming under the
the influence of the favor of God of the favor of God Shandamando Shata your children your husband your wife your business under the influence of God's favor under the influence of God's favor Shantalabako Shaba